Welcome to FinTech Family Hour. This is Zach Anderson Pettit, Content Director at Money 2020 by day and your host by night. This is our 101st episode, and I can't think of a better way to start our FinTech Family road trip to 200 episodes and beyond than with my friend, Nicole Kasperson. This is actually a co-cast or a two-part podcast or whatever you want to call it, but half of it's here and the other half is on Humans of Fintech. So since this is only half that experience, go to Humans of Fintech in the same app, choose Nicole's most recent episode with yours truly and close that loop. We had some fun. I think you'll hear that and I hope you have fun listening to it. This episode is brought to you by FS Vector, the firm for innovative financial services. And without further ado, here's Nicole. The funniest part about being friends with other podcasters yeah. is like, so we just did yours, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna you like we're recording, how, right? We're, Okay. Good to go. Uh, We just did yours. And then we went to the restroom really quickly, had a hilarious interaction there, (laughs) which we won't talk about and just let everybody imagine. Uh, (laughs) We get back in, we start having an interesting conversation. And then we're just like, shut up. Hit record. Hold on. Don't be interesting without recording it. Yeah. Do you ever feel that way outside of these four walls? All the time. Yeah. I'm like, everyone shut up. I'm going to go get a microphone. Voice memos I have. There's times where. (laughs) I'm having conversations with Anton and like, you know, maybe we were having like our, should I admit this on this show? Anyway, maybe, you know, we're having our our nightly routine of relaxation and, um, it's, I smoke weed. It's cool. Oh, cool. So we're smoking weed. (laughs) I mean, if we can't admit that shit at this, I literally was reading something this morning about Kevin Durant admitting it openly to, I think Adam Silver, right? Yeah. I think that's what he does. Mm -hmm. The commissioner, he's just like, yeah, I smelled like it. So I just admitted it to him. And I was like, I mean, at this point, we're New York like, fucking city. Yeah, like the world. Well, it's twenty. Not it's even, not even New York. It's, it's like it's twenty twenty three. Get, o- get like, over it. Okay. I'm judging you more if you're drinking. Seriously. <laughs> Me too. Really. Truly. No, I mean, I'm I'm not joking, <laughs> but I am because I have to be because then I'm gonna go have like eight drinks at a thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and I'm, I'm judging, gonna go to my twenty twenty in Vegas. Yeah. Get it's lady. a lot more sustainable in it terms is. of a nighttime. You know. Yes, especially yeah. Especially for your health, but yeah. it, and it helps you sleep better. The whole thing. Anyway, we go on and on about that. But the amount of time that like Anton and I will start talking and we just start like discussing ideas and yeah. things and yeah. and I'm like stop and I like hit record do you continue recording the conversation or yeah. are you like hey oh wow yeah. so not I like just, hey this is an idea like let's just so dating's fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dating a fintech content creator is hella fun. Especially because Anton's close enough into it. Like you actually know what's being discussed. And like pretty much anytime I'm having these conversations, it's like I'm speaking a different language sort of a thing. So I just shut up, you know, but you're, that's a toughie. Which means that we get to like ideate on, on this like industry together. Like, and it's what has helped me. You asked me earlier before we hit record, how do I, you know, create all the content that I do? And, and, you know, there's a lot of pieces of it, but Anton is a huge help. Uh, He's a huge uh, foundational element of that, of like just having someone, because I went from being a reporter, having like, you know, an editor and and I've been the editor as well in in, in past roles. And, you know, you have like a a, kind of that team of people that you can bounce ideas off of and who are going to tell you like, that's dumb, that's not a story, whatever. Um, but with Anton, like I get to kind of just freely go off on whatever creative, you know, I told you I'm in my romanticized era. Like I get to just be like, how can we do this and this, like, and make it so magical. And, and he'll like actually help me strategize around what that can look like. I'm just waiting for like 50 shades of fintech to be the next, (laughs) next thing she comes out with. (laughs) And that's, and that's like the truth. Like that's what's helpful because I'm technically a solo content creator. There's no one else touching fintech is femme. Everything you see from fintech is femme is me. Like from the podcast, from every newsletter, no one else has ever written a newsletter for me, but me, you know? And so it's every piece of content is coming directly from my brain and I've come to learn over the last you know, almost two years is that like it's very hard to sometimes scale my brain. Yes. I mean, I think we're all learning that, right? That is, I mean, one of the things I struggle with the most in my day job. Yes. Excuse me. Sorry. I'm just like belching like a 
I'm just out of control over here. I'm doing it as quiet as I can. Chugging water. This is how I feel like I'm like, you know, when you reach like that level of like, I'm officially an adult because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like speak through burps. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, I'm just going to act like it's not happening. And then it's just like, anyway. I hate when I have to moderate a panel after lunch. Ooh, that's me. On a big stage. Yeah. Because then you have the mic mean. and it's. Oof, anyways, it's it, it's only a one up you with trying to wake the crowd up as an MC post lunch after you also just ate. So like I'm just like tasting the wings that I just ate and like, <laughs> hey everybody, I'm exhausted. I know you are too. You don't want to be here. Me neither. Let's do this. You know, <laughs> let's do our best. It's to a like, great time. Get it going. Um, what I was gonna ask though is, what is your process mm. for the newsletter? Yeah. Like, how do you like? Are you constantly kind of? Are you constantly thinking about it? Always writing notes? Is it like yeah. a, do you chunk oh it? God. Like it like, it has, re- it has a lot of different iterations yeah. of that newsletter. I mean, even from when I first launched it in November, 2021, it was called What the Fintech. You're right. And then I changed it in, in a, a, a year later yeah. to Fintech is Femme. Right. And um, when I first started, it was like, I, you know, was saying it, it was very difficult for me to transition from journalist reporter to journalist, more media personality, more creator, yeah. more, oh my God, no one gave a shit about the publication I was writing for. They yeah. actually gave a shit about me and like what yeah. I thought. Well, Great. now you're allowed to have a perspective yes. too, right? That's yes. the other for thing. For the first time, yeah. like I'm able to actually share my perspective, but the only way to have a perspective is if you go and live life, right? If you go and travel, you like, this is super random, but can we turn the lights off? Oh, Sorry. yeah. They're I'm like just, blinding. I'm a little bit blinded and I'm like trying to focus on you, but I see like we three of you them. right now. <laughs> and I'm like, we don't need the lights. The only thing better than one Nicole is four. <laughs> Thanks, Anton. That's true. We don't actually need them. Oh, Thank that's you. Perfect. Oh, that's actually a little bit. Better. Oh, there my you go. God. Sink into so your sorry. chair. Have a moment. No, no, no. It, it was no good. One's it's just looking at now me. that we don't, now that we're not on camera, we can, that's true. We, we can, can get into chill. it, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, but, um, uh, yeah, Sorry. the only way to be creative is is to travel the world, is to experience. You know, we have this virtual community, and yeah. that's been great. And you know, Twitter did what it needed to do for me. But um, what do you uh, mean by that? That it connected me with people that have become longtime friends and yeah. colleagues. It's yeah. gotten me this job. I got. Yeah. I started. He. I started fintech is femme. Through a DM on Twitter from, you know, my parent company CEO and founder messaging me on Twitter saying like, hey, I'm starting a media company. I want to tell you about it. Yeah. I thought he was like just another person pitching me a story because I'm, you know, at investment right. news at the time. Yeah. I literally sent him my work email. <laughs> I was like, sure. Yeah. Tell me the story. Whatever. Like, cause that's and he's what I'm like, no, that's not what I'm yeah, going yeah, yeah. And then I get on the call with him and he's like telling me all these things. And he's like, he's like, oh, we want you to like come podcast. We want you to like create your own content. Like we want you to do, like write your own news. We want you to do all this stuff. And I was like. Yeah, right. You just like, didn't believe him? I didn't believe him. I was yeah. like, that's not real. Like, no one wants that. When was this? Uh, This is like summer 2021. Okay. So yeah. pandemic was still pandemicking. Yeah. Pa- pandemic was still pandemicking. Okay. So Twitter was actually like the place where that was yeah. how I made the connections actually deeply with like the fintech and like the wealth tech space. Because I was really more wealth tech yeah. Um, when I was at Investment News. Yeah. And But I started that job in the pandemic. So I had no other way. There was no conferences. There was no way for me to connect with this industry. So for sources, for colleagues, whatever, for peers. So it all happened through Twitter. And so that's been great. And it had its moment. And I think we are evolved past that moment where now we're back to, you know, wanting that in-person connection more than anything. And so while I could sit around and try to make, you know, my Instagram and Twitter blow up threads or whatever and go viral on the Internet, do you know what has been more impactful for me than trying to do that shit is like showing up, putting on my fucking shoes, packing a bag, flying out there and showing up and being there in person for people. That has done more for me to build Fintech is Femme than anything else. Showing up to Money 2020. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at this. Like. The man that inspired my show is now sitting in the chair being on my show and I'm it's still on his so show. so odd to me. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so weird and, but to like, think about and that, that happened in less than two years. Like yeah. that's, and it's, that's like one of my secret sauces is showing, is literally showing up. And it's crazy how people, that's difficult for people, I think. Do you feel like you had like a, I was not planning on asking you this and I don't know how to fucking phrase it <laughs> in the okay. correct way to be honest, but do you feel like you had a glass ceiling to break through? Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you, and do yeah. you feel like you broke through it versus do you feel like you're breaking through? Like, how think, do you feel about that? <laughs> I think I'm in like the, uh, it's funny. I'm thinking of like the, um, I'm like, this Barbie is on track. <laughs> okay. 
You know, like yeah. this this Barbie is on her path yeah. and she's got she's got her, you know, her her sights on yeah. on this thing and and she's doing it and she's going to just keep, you know, saying the things and and doing it and creating the content to to make it happen and building the connections. Um but I do feel when I first started, I you know, I started because I was really just over the way that media, the media landscape failed to properly portray women in business, you know, let alone yeah. women in fintech. Yeah. And I knew that there were more than enough incredible women in the space. I meet them all the time. I interview mm -hmm. them. I like, I, they're my friends. And so I'm trying to figure out, well, why aren't they on the front page of news in mainstream media, just like Elon Musk is, just like Mark Zuckerberg, just like Adam fucking Newman, like just like all these yeah. dudes. And it's like, you can, you know, cover Adam Newman and give him the $300 million in his, for his business that doesn't have a product. Or you could be writing and paying attention to the countless women and diverse individuals that are actually building products yeah. that create innovative solutions for the people that actually need them. Yeah. And so that was the inspiration for Fintech is Femme was I'm going to write about these people like they are front page news, just like anything else. And I'm, it's not, I am not a DEI per, like person. I, I mean, I am, but inherently, right. like it's don't throw me in that box because yeah. I'm covering all sorts of news that's happening and all sorts of trends. And I'm always thinking of how as an industry, we should be, um, you know, more culturally relevant. And maybe if yeah. we were there, it'd be more awareness. And then we would have more women and more diverse individuals yeah. wanting to join this workforce and wanting to build in this space. But anyway, to your point, I did feel like I had to break some sort of glass ceiling. And it, at the beginning, I didn't know if anyone would take me seriously. Um, I'm a woman. I'm a person of color. Yeah. I am under, the, I'm still under the age of 30. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we 29 now, but we, you know, we, we 29 now. <laughs> we get, we gonna be 30 though. We gonna be 30. <laughs> give, give it a year, baby. We gonna, that's 30, how time works. 30's, okay. 30's coming. It's coming. It's soon. gonna be my best era yet. But this anyway, Barbie's about to be this, 30 and this, romantic, honey. <laughs> this Barbie's going for it. Yeah. But it, I, you know, I saw when I was building Fintech as well, I saw the landscape of content that was out there. Yeah. You know, and you and, were like, that's some white dudes. <laughs> and and it, it's the decision was, okay, well, I can start a newsletter and a podcast and be another fintech talking head. I yeah. could, I've been a reporter my whole life. I could easily write, throw me a news story. Like I could write about it. No problem. I've yeah. done it my whole life. Right. And so, uh, or I can lean in to the things I believe in. You know, I it sticks with me when Keely Blair at Money 2020 Europe, when she was on my show. Congrats, uh, she, Keely. Congrats to you of OnlyFans. Woo. Anyway, when she told me that her feminism drew her to fintech, I was like, wow, I've never resonated with someone more in my fucking life. Wow. Because I, I feel the same way. I need to listen to that. I didn't yeah. know that about her. Yeah. It seems like there's a story there. There is. Um, it's on my show. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Episode number. Um do you still feel like you get put in that box much? Because I feel like you've kind of like crossed this, like at least in my head, you've crossed yeah. that kind of a Rubicon, like you're over a tipping point, like pick your, you know, bad metaphor or whatever. Mm. Um, but it feels like you're kind of on the other side of a that little. to me. A little, but does, yeah. Do you feel like, yeah. do you find that you're still put in that box sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. And I think um, it's it's hard because I, we want to, you know, I, I am a DEI advocate and I do right. identify as all those things, but I just don't, I just don't see what I've built with Fintech as Femme is like limited to that because it's not like I'm only talking about that subject. It's really more about pu putting it as the foundation of everything that I'm covering. So yeah. if I'm going to write about embedded finance or open banking or fraud or whatever. Like, guess what? You're going to hear a perspective from not only me, but also the people that I interview, the like sources that, you know, bring it to life the and all of that. So you're, it's really more so you're getting a diverse and inclusive perspective from yeah. the beginning. It's like how I built the brand. And so, um, I just, it's like, you don't want to be bucketed into a place because it limits the, it can limit the ability of like how you're seen. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not a DEI officer. I don't need to read Fintech is Femme. Yeah. It's like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> you can learn things. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's, and there's so many, like one minute I can cover fraud. One minute I can cover this. Like one yeah. minute I'm writing about Barbie and how like yeah. we can learn lessons from the yeah. damn doll and the yeah. movie and the, and that's the point. Like you're getting this, like, do um, you, yeah. Do you ever feel 
do you ever, okay, so I don't know how to phrase this question, so I'll say it as like a statement. Mm. Sometimes I feel when I'm engaging with your content, like the front door of it is like a, I don't know, like a big, big pink Barbie door, right? Like since we're talking Barbies, like the front, the front door of it is almost like a, God, I had like 14 wildly inappropriate things I was about to say. Um, is very feminine. Let's it put is. it that way. Let's put I mean, it that way. Fem yeah. is in the name. Of course, right? Yes. So tall white dude Zach comes yes. up to front door that is like women. Yeah. Right. Am I and allowed? I'm, You're like opening the door. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like. Can I come in here? Yeah. It's kind of like a women's bathroom. Yeah. You know, where I'm like, I don't. <laughs> is this like a gender neutral? Am I like, yeah. I don't know. Is this a family restroom? Yeah. Um, And then I open the door and it's like. No, come on in, motherfucker. Like, what do you? Why are you Yo, cracking the door? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. open the door and walk the fuck in. But, I, but I think that there's something interesting about that front door, mm. right? Because I actually think that Money 2020 has a very like serious front door. Mm. I think you have a feminine front mm -hmm. door. I think that like I don't know what the front door of FinTech Family Hour is. Maybe it's just wood. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't even know if it has a door. Um, but it, there's this, there's something there that's interesting around like the difference between that front door and then like being in the house mm -hmm. because there is, I th I think that it is easy to put you in a bucket even right. even for people that know you well. Yeah. Like I know not know you well, but like we've gotten to know each other pretty mm -hmm. well over the past past few months, and having gotten to know you better, I've understood those nuances mm -hmm. and that depth, and like we mm -hmm. can talk about fraud and we can talk embedded finance and all that. But to be honest, like before I really met you, I was like, oh, she's like the feminism one. Well, and that's still okay. I'm still down to be, you know, see that. But the that, feminism I want to understand. Like, yeah. That's my curiosity. Is like how like how do you feel about that how do you hope people take you yeah. in? i'm just knocking fucking <laughs> everything over yeah. apparently i talk um, with my hands yeah i think you know we i like that you use this door metaphor because it's so true um you know how there's if i hear from my audience often it's that there's not a lot of doors that look safe yeah. and comfortable for right. them to open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You got a lot of people trying to get in your door yeah. because all yeah. the other doors, like, They're like, yeah. eh, that door is, like, really ugly and has a weird color and I don't want that yeah. or it doesn't reflect yeah. me They're and They're all, like, vineyard vines doors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, that door is wearing a vest. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And it's, like, in, in a weird shirt. I don't want right. it, you know? And it's... And so what my door has done is it has a, it has attracted. <laughs> We're taking this metaphor all the all way. All the way. <laughs> what my door has done is, right, it has attracted an entire community of, of women and diverse individuals and tall white men like yourself. I've got a ton of <laughs> white men fans. They're wonderful. They reshare my stuff. They yeah. tell me how much I inspire them. They right. tell me how much it helps them learn about their female colleagues. Yeah. It tells, and it, that's so important. Yeah. And that's why when you do actually enter the doors of the FinTech is Femme world, yeah. when you come to Nevena Mine, when you you know actually read the newsletter, when yeah. you join a podcast, yeah. right? Um, you can see that it is, act it is that gender neutral space that's very welcoming for everyone. Yeah. And and that's the point. It's really more about having more of those feminine values um, uh, put into all of us and how we can use that as a tool to push fintech forward. So, um, you know, fintech is is t t kind of uh, embodies a lot more masculine traits. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, as humans, we all have feminine and masculine traits, sure. right? And uh, fintech would have the more masculine traits of like moving fast, taking, you know, taking those risks right away, all of that, you know, all of all the tech stuff, right? Yeah, like it's like yeah, all it's the Silicon Valley. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just like, we got to do this and we got to be profitable. And we got to move and we got to, and, and you need those things, but it's everything in life is a balance. You mm -hmm. need the balance of the feminine energy. You need the, you know, feminine energy and, and characteristics are more rooted in, okay, I'm going to take my time. I have to think about this first. I'm more, you know, we, we want to, I need to do my research before we take that risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I how about empathy? What are what are other people feeling right now? Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's the vulnerability, yeah. right? Using vulnerability yeah. as a strong tool, right. a strategic tool, not as a sign of weakness. Yeah. And um, you know, being more collaborative, less individualization. Yeah. That is those are the characteristics that embody, you know, community, embody a yeah. feminine perspective. And so I'm just bringing that in and anyone, no matter you're a man, woman, non-binary, however you identify is welcome for that ride. How did you start to learn and like think about building community? Because I think it's something that I'm like fucking really not good at. 
Like really not. Yeah, Granted, but, I think that like we, I think the white men all want to be their own community to yeah. some degree, like a little bit. But <laughs> like, how did yeah. how did you learn that? How did yeah, you start that? Yeah. Well, I I think it almost is like from the beginning, right? I I do think it, it's so. I grew up. I am originally from Orange County, California. Um, my mom is an immigrant from the Philippines, and my dad is from LA. Um, he's of Norwegian descent, and um, that was an interesting. Combo, right? Yeah, and genetically, <laughs> I don't know what to do with you. Yeah, right. I know. And my dad is like, he's actually half, he's, or he's half, my dad is ginger. So I'm actually half ginger and half Filipino, which is a fun combo. Anyway, but my hair's not red. So, um, recessive traits. Yes. Or, and my eyes aren't blue. But, anyways, um, and so I, I had always grown up not really having community because, I I am not Asian enough for the Asian community and I'm not white enough for the white community. Yeah. So I don't think it's such a, you know, coincidence that now as an adult, I have built a community for people that are in spaces that they don't feel like they really belong, but yeah. they really want to be in. Right. You know, I want to be here. Like, yeah. we want to be here. We want to, you know, network. We want to do all the things, but it's very hard to do that from a psychologically safe standpoint when you don't have a community behind you to back you up, yeah. to be in your corner. You know, and that's really what the men in our lives have had for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to build that. And there's a lot of societal things that go into that between scarcity mindset to, you know, um, w uh, women thinking they have to be a certain way or whatever to be deemed serious and successful. Um, so I, I think about community as something that I've always wanted. And so it's being built in by me as someone who never actually experienced it growing yeah. up. So I kind of can feel what needs to happen to make it feel yeah. full from my own personal experience. Yeah. You know, so like, what did I always want? Well, I always wanted to see someone in media that looked like me. Right. And I never really had that. Yeah. And so I, I was so drawn to journalism because... I, it was, oh, I get to tell the story now. Like I get to tell the story of people. My that, narrative. Yeah. Now yeah. it's my narrative all of a sudden. Yeah. And man, when you really see yourself, when you have the ability to shape the narrative or, you know, the people that I interview and, and put in front of my newsletter, I mean, to see like the light turn on in their eyes and then all of a sudden, like they're off able to do whatever it is that they want because someone just listened to them for the first yeah. time in their fucking lives yeah. or like paid attention to them. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm thinking about when I build community is like, how do we all be bridges? Because I'm mm. I'm half, yeah. I, because of my dimensions and my intersectionality and even in between generations, like I'm technically a millennial, but I'm not so far away from being a Gen Zer. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm always able to think about the being the bridge that connects everyone together. So you get that, Facebook and TikTok. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Is that not just Instagram? Anyway, yeah. whatever. <laughs> so, I am Instagram. Um, yes. Yeah, so you are Instagram. That's how, I, that's how I'm thinking about yeah. community is I'm literally just building something that I've always wanted. Yeah. You know, it's like my own Barbie dreamland. Now let's take just a moment to talk about our exclusive sponsor and the team that makes this all possible, FS Vector. FS Vector is the firm for innovative financial services. That means a lot of things, but most of all, what it means right now is a path to clarity. The policy and regulatory landscape hasn't felt this unclear in a long time. From banking to cryptocurrency and everything in between, uncertainty is rampant. We know there's no crystal ball, but the closest thing we have can be good advisors, not consultants, as we talked about in the previous episode, but advisors. Navigating uncertainty isn't a job for a noob. That's why FS Spectre has experienced advisors from successful founders to ex-regulators to experts in really all fields. Reason-based, justifiable decision-making that you can clearly <clears throat> show your work to regulators and auditors. It's never been so important to show your work. I wouldn't have started recommending FS Vector to founder friends before they were a sponsor if I really didn't trust their expertise. And I do. And that's why they're a sponsor. If I was building something new right now, I'd be working with FS Vector. I recommend all my friends to them. As I said, if you're building something new, evolving something that exists, or not sure about how to handle a unique situation in the world of financial services, FS Vector can help. Go to fsvector.com and tell them Zach sent you. Do you consider 
your community members, and I don't know if that's the right, right. term, and that's actually driving. We call them the real question. talkers. Real talkers. Do you consider them friends? Yes. You can all of them, or yeah. is it okay? Well, I haven't gotten to know some of them. Sure, we have some in like Australia. Yeah, we've got some in California. I haven't met yet, but they're kind of um, like auto opt-in friends. Oh, to yeah. Some degree. Like as soon as you meet them, you're like, okay, we have this in common. We like maybe we're not going to see eye to eye on everything, but like right. we cool. Like oh yeah. yeah. Well, I think the commonality between me and my community members is that we're all very we're all very focused on inclusion. Yeah, and we're all very focused on you know using technology to get there. So we all have like a similar mission. We're all just doing it in very different yeah. ways, whether someone, you know, works at Amazon or is the founder of their own fintech company. Mm -hmm. So we we are auto friends, yeah. you know, and and I'm the point of it is like I am here to provide you every resource, every piece of advice, everything I can possibly do to help you be the badass woman in fintech that I know you can be. Um, and you know, from and that really happens through three main pillars. So that happens through that I and Anton have helped create. He's nodding over there because he's like, mention the pillars, mention the pillars. <laughs> um, I know I can see him say this. And <laughs> you just incepted that in you. I, know, I, like, I, know, I know. Damn, that I know. was from across the room. I know, we read each other's minds. Wow. Um, and it's in the first pillar being um, that spreading of awareness. You know, it's funny. And a, a troll on Twitter or TikTok or whatever will be like, yeah, but Nicole, what are you doing besides talking about it? And I'm like, ha ha ha, talking about it is like literally one of the top things you can fucking do. Because in 2023, it's dangerously more important or than doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's concerning. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> talking is the first thing. We are so bad as communicators, as yeah. a human entity. Like we're yeah. just like not good at it. Yeah. So let's start there, right. you know, and when I spread the awareness, it's why I profile the people I profile. And I, I profile men too, yeah. you know, but I, they, it, I feel profiled. Yeah. I walked in here and I was like, I feel very yeah. profiled. Like in a good way, right? <laughs> yeah, like, not in a bad way. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but I, but I profile people in my newsletter. I try to do at least like, you know, weekly and because it's important for the women in the industry and anyone that feels like they're not seen and for, and for the men that do feel seen, it's important for them to see yeah. that there are, that this exists, right? There have been women then, there are women now. The women are just more open to speaking up now and yeah. I'm trying to help them get there. Right. So when they see, when you see someone else speaking up, it makes you feel like, oh, I can do that too. Yeah. And then it creates this cycle, right? So that is the first step is the spreading of awareness. Women's voices need to be heard and they need to be heard loud and clear. The second is sharing of a blueprint. So when you share the story of someone, you're now getting a blueprint for success. What was what did what is it that they did? Right. So, you know, you can take a Lule de Misse, the CEO of Vitoro US, or you can take Eliza Landsman, you know, the CEO of Stash now. And you can mm -hmm. you can show I, I I showcase their stories through this podcast, through the newsletter. And it shows you that, you know, no one's success is linear. Right. That a lot of these incredible women CEOs, whatever, you know, have never, Sarah Levy of Betterment, she's yeah. never worked in fintech before. She was yeah. at Nickelodeon, yeah. you know, she's a media, yeah. she's one of us. Yeah. yeah. And now she's a CEO of Betterment. And it's, and it's been, it's an incredibly fresh perspective to put on a fintech company as opposed to someone coming from finance or tech. I mean, they can have fresh perspectives too, but you know what I mean. It's rare. Um, but when you see those blueprints, you realize, okay, so then how do you, you can use pieces of their stuff mm -hmm. to create their own, yeah. you know, I mean, Lule knows this, she's a huge inspiration as well. Yeah. It's kind of like when a, you know, someone, a writer writes a book or a movie, you know, and can have that main character. And maybe that main character isn't based on just one person in their life. They're based on a lot of, right? Like you're a piece of an inspiration. Lule is a piece of an inspiration. Sarah Lee is a piece of inspiration that I've all pulled together in my brain to create this thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's it's that when you share the blueprints, people can then, f you know, create their own. Mm -hmm. And then the third piece of it is is back to the community. And that's what Real Talk is, which is my my paid membership community. Um, of course, if you're just in the fintech family, that's for free. That's amazing, too. Um, and when you build a community, it's it's having the people in your corner who are going to push you to, you know, to spread the awareness mm -hmm. and to be, and to be the blueprint. Right. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I get asked often with my work, you know, what are the big company plans that are going to make this happen? Like fintech's going to change the world. How do you what's what it is? And I'm like, you know, what's really going to change the world? The way that you interact with people in your day to day life. Yeah. Like, what are you doing every single day to, 
you know, maybe meet someone new? What are you doing every day to make, you know, that female colleague of yours feel seen and heard mm-hmm. because maybe she was too scared to talk up, like you know, to speak up in a, in a meeting? You know, what are you doing to make her feel safe? What are you like, what are you doing every single day? Those incremental steps are what make big change. Yeah. Okay. So our three pillars that was wildly cohesive. Was that all figured out in retrospect? <laughs> like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause that, that like is a, I mean, have you written that down? Yes. Okay. Is it, and that's in the world? It's like, in the world. Okay. It's in the, <laughs> it's, it's, in my, little, yeah. it's in my, like, um, my content, like matrix okay. where I think about like my, I think of, a, of everything I do as like a cinematic universe in a way. Right. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love you too. <laughs> Our relationship has grown to the next level. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's, I do like, that's, that's a really, because I mean, one of the other things it's I wanted to, it is an experience. And I mean, again, like we made some jokes on your podcast about the TAM of some of these mm, questions mm-hmm. and how much people care about fintech right. versus maybe, you know, being creators. But I, I, I wondered and wanted to ask you about that because there's, there's, there was one, what the fintech, but there's fintech is femme, and then there's humans of fintech. And then, so you really, I mean, you kind of yeah. are building a Marvel cinematic universe yes. to some degree. And it's inter, because it, I think some people would go like, hey, it's brand confused. Like, no, it's actually like these all kind of function for different reasons. Yes. Interesting. So I want to ask you about real, t- real talk slash real yes. talkers. <laughs> so I have, I have like, not very many paid subscribers. I have a sub stack that I send on a weekly basis. It's mm-hmm. basically just so that I can tell people in their email inbox that a podcast is coming out, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I think I've written one legitimate essay and it was post, it was that like everything expert thing because I was just so pissed about the amount of terrible takes post SVB. <laughs> so I finally got pissed off enough. I wrote something. There were a lot um, of bad takes. There were a lot of bad takes, but it was one of those like, I don't, I, and I have a couple people, a f- f- few people, and I don't like ask for it. I don't expect it. Like, it's very confusing to me when I get a paid subscriber because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to keep doing like the same shit mm-hmm. that I already did. And you're like opting in to pay me for something I was already doing. Right. Which I guess is just how the creator economy works. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not asking for it. I'm not. And I, I have this thing in my head where I'm like, am I actually giving them the value that I should be giving them? Even oh, yeah. though they like, I didn't like... It's an option on Substack, right? Mm. But I have this thing inside of my head where I'm like, I don't, maybe I should remove that option because I'm not giving them anything special. Partially, that's just my own therapy shit of I'm curious about your perspective on that. Mm. But I'm also curious about how you think about building that community, how you think about like what Mm. the value that you create by having people pay you additional dollars kind of Mm. a thing. And yeah, I don't know. I struggle. I just struggle. No, 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 no. I, I completely get what you're saying. I mean, for me, real talk is the fintech, the women in fintech and more inclusive version of what, you know, Chief has. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you join Real Talk and it is and it is paid and trust me, I mean, if it's one of those things in the world where if I could do everything for free, I would. Right? Um, I, I mean, I don't, I think, <laughs> especially for you, you should be comp. I mean, this is like, I, I don't know. I, there's also this other thing about like doing things to do things and then doing things with your whole self. Right. Right. Well, and I launched, I launched Real Talk. Um, you know, in my, in my opinion, we maybe did it a little early, but we have about 50, um, a little over 50 members right now. Um, and then I, I, but I paused on promoting it. I'm about to ramp that back up again mm-hmm. um, because I wanted us to sit and figure out, you know, back to thinking, oh, we got to do this. We got to do fast. We got to, right. I'm like, Another I'm always, thing. I'm always the one to be like, I would rather wait and it be done right. Yeah. I want to wait. I want it to feel right. It is an experience. Like yeah. when you come and enter the fintech is femme cinematic universe, like you are entering this world, this like other fintech dimension that is inspiring. It's aspirational. It's ambitious. Yeah. And if you want to, it's inclusive. If you want to be a part of that world and, you know, make more money and, yeah. and make some friends and have some fun, then hell yeah, come on in. The Barbie door is open for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but the dues are not, a lot. It's like four hundred dollars, three ninety nine. Um, not free ninety nine, three ninety nine. <laughs> God. Anyway, I know I'm so lame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, you know, and and the point of the dues is for us to be able to. I'm not just hosting happy hours. Right. I like. I was telling. I was telling Tracy Davies on on my show earlier that like I'm over the happy hour. I mean, mm. they're great. I get it. 
But if you're going to pay to be a part of my community, I'm going to give you all of the resources and tools that and education and and relationships that have helped me personally thrive. And I Mm. think that's like the the what the appeal for people is they're like, okay, like Nicole has been able to feel this level of confidence, this thing. Like, how do I get access to that? And how do I feel? You know, when people ask me right before they join, they're like, you know, is this a place where we can like be collaborative? Is this a place where like maybe I find my next employee or yeah. my next employer right. or the place where I'm like help finding my next, you know, round or my next seed? And it totally is. Yeah. I mean, I see that kind of stuff happening all the time. My one of my favorite pieces of um, you know, of of success to me, it's never it's yes, there's the numbers, there's the this, there's the that, there's the fifty thousand subscribers, whatever. But for me, the bit, one of my favorite pieces of success is a message from a woman or a, or a person of color who tells me that the connections they made through Real Talk or the connections they made through FinTech is found led for them to help raise their seed. Mm-hmm. It led them to get a spot in, you know, a tech crunch. Yeah. It led them for the next thing right. and um, that has helped them. So... And you're you're getting not only that networking and those relationship buildings with other people that are like minded to you, but I also host events monthly, whether they're virtual. I'm wanting to do more in person, but instead of the happy hour, how do we get together? The other thing is, is like with women's organizations, a lot of times they're like, let's go get our nails done. And I'm like, let's not, you know, I can do that by myself. How about instead we go take a growth mindset workshop, you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like let's come together and like, fig- like, let's figure out, you know, what are our work traumas that we can move past, especially as women and, and diverse individuals? And how do we move beyond that so that we're creating that next innovative company yeah. that we're feeling strong enough for that next role? So we're stepping into our CEO role as, you know, confident and, 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 as possible. And so, um, and the resources that I can provide for that, whether it's, you know, a virtual event where you get an ask a Q&A from an expert or like, yeah. you know, you get access to like a money psychologist. Like I have one of those things down the road. I, I met someone at Money 2020 Amsterdam, you or Amsterdam, Europe in Amsterdam, who her whole, she specializes in money trauma for women entrepreneurs. Fascinating. I'm like stoked she found me. I don't even know. I mean, she found you. FinTech is femme, probably, right? That's cool. Yeah. And she was like, You, I got to know you. And I was like, Yeah, you do. And it was perfect. And now I like, I'm going to have her speak to my community. Yeah. Because she can help them. There's a lot of female entrepreneurs in my community. So it sounds like, I mean, so a piece of it is, it sounds like you've almost kind of relinquished the idea of like you needing to be the one that adds the value. Like, yeah. it's like, here's a platform that I've like filtered to some degree, curated, mm-hmm. and y'all go help each other, right? Which yeah. like, of course, obviously that's how a community right. works. Right. But a lot of times that step doesn't get Well, taken. and what happens also is like sometimes at those happy hours and that type of thing, you meet so many different people and you're trying to meet as many people as yeah. possible that maybe the relationship doesn't get any deeper. Right. And it takes time. So what happens every other week in my community is that we give, um, we do warm handoffs. So you are getting in a direct introduction to someone else in the community. And like, yeah, with the, you know, assignment, if you will, or the thing that you have to do is either meet in person if you are in each other's area or have a 30, you know, hour minute Zoom yeah. coffee, whatever people call it these days and do that. And that has actually, I've seen like friendships flourish yeah. from that because you're getting the warm handoff. Does you that know? scare certain people? Uh Sometimes, yeah, but so, but because it's, you know, a paid membership community, we do have to have like, we have like boundaries and stuff. So, you know, if, if for any reason someone stops being engaged, like my community manager will message, like, will tell them like, Hey, like if you, are you still, are you in or you in or no? Like, cause if you're not in then, and you know, this is serious business. It's the same with like, you know, we have an Amplify uh, we have a Slack channel, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're like, and one of my favorite Slack channels we have is Scream into the Void, um, oh, where we just put our Lord. frustrations out there. <laughs> yeah, which is great. I, that's such a good one. Um, but we have an Amplify one, and it's like, okay, well, like if your community of people isn't aren't going to go on, you know, LinkedIn and like your shit and comment and yeah. go on Twitter and retweet you and all that, you know, and that's a huge piece of it, right? Is just even just getting those types of elevation mm-hmm. you know if think about it, there's 50 members of my community if someone in my community posts on linkedin in reality they should get 50 likes right there like yeah. in a sense right yeah um so it's just all of those pieces of making women feel just as supported as really the men in our lives have for a long time what do you wish the men in your life Lives, life, life, life. The men in my many lives. The men, the many men, many men in my many lives. Wish death (laughs) on me. All right, fitty lyrics. What do you wish 
or hope or dream that men were doing more in this space. Like, yeah. I think we have this, like, this ally term that I think gets thrown around entirely yeah. too often because I think a lot of people that claim to be allies are fucking not allies. Mm. I don't even know if I'm an ally. Like, I think I am. I don't mm. know. Like, I think I'm like, I just like you and like we're yeah. friends and like we get along and shit. And like, yeah. I don't know. I love all my gay friends too. I love all yeah. my trans friends. Yeah. I love, like, I just love people. You but love I'm like, people. am I an ally? Like, yeah. I don't, am well, I being I active like, enough? So I've actually learned, I learned from one of my community members and she did a presentation recently on uh, her name is Kate. Shout out to Kate. She's, Kate. Kate. She's the CEO and founder of Euphoria, Ooh. which is a fintech company um, and like a banking app that is specifically designed to help people who are going through domestic violence. And oh. um, it's a fucking ironic name, but okay. Yeah. And um, but yeah. And so she, you know, she did a presentation. Um, she's intersex, and so she was giving us some kind of fuel to understand how we sure. can understand, you know, our colleagues, understand that community yeah. because she's frankly, the only intersex woman in my community. Yeah. And so, um, so there's that lack of diversity there. And, but, um, you know, she had told us how, uh, ally is really, people think we have, you know, have it as a noun right. when it's really a verb. Mm. So ally is actually more so of what you do. Yeah. And I think the, what I appreciate about the men in my, in my life is that in the, the, you know, older white men who share my stuff on LinkedIn, who share yeah. my stuff on Twitter, who bring me on their podcast, who yeah. who read and understand my work and don't see it as like, oh, she hates me. <laughs> that's all. She weird. hates me. It's not me. She like that's I get that. Sometimes. You get that? Like sometimes people like I've had people come up to me at at events and co our industry conferences and be like, oh, Fintech is fam. I just want to let you know I love your newsletter. Like a lot of the times they'll be like, my girlfriend loves your newsletter and I get it's fine. Um, <laughs> that, that happens. I had someone come up to me and take a picture with me just because their girlfriend likes their newsletter, my newsletter. So like she, he wanted to send the picture to his girlfriend, which well, makes you feel like a baby celebrity a little bit. Anyways. I was going to uh, <laughs> say, how does that make you feel? Yeah, it makes it. It's cool, right? Yeah. It's like dope. Cool. I'm glad. Thank you for reading my shit. I mean, do you, do you want to be like, hey, you should read it too, motherfucker? Yeah, like, I do tell him that. Okay, Correct. cool. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that yeah. seems like the right. And then I've got, but I've been come up to at conferences, actually, this happens with more so the younger, the more junior um, experienced um, men in my life. So usually younger men are the ones that will come up to me and be like, yo, I love your shit, or my girlfriend loves your shit. And then, <laughs> and they're <laughs> just imagining this frat dude like walking out, oh, my girlfriend's loved your shit. It happens. It really <laughs> happens. And, um, and he's like, and I know I'm not your target audience. Oh, and I'm just like, hands up, step yeah, yeah. Back. He's like, I know yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. for me. And I'm like, yeah. oh, but it is for you. Yeah. And I just, I just explained to him that it is for you. And like, just because something is created by a woman or created to be female centric or created to have Barbie land, you know, a part of it, it does it and it's pink and it's femme and it's purple and it's lavender and it's, yeah. you know, we're wearing outfits and I'm doing the whole thing. Yeah. With my showmanship, you know, I'm wearing a purple three piece suit yeah. crying out loud. That's, just because something's built by a woman doesn't mean it's not for men. Right. Let's just like get that out of your head. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what I want them to see. And so many incredible men in my life have seen that. And those are the ones that I'm like, you're doing it. Like you're getting it. You're doing it. You're just like the simple act of resharing my stuff. Yeah. The simple act of even bringing me on your show. The simple act of like, you know, letting me spread this message and you not thinking it has any hate or animosity towards the white man. Like, yeah. that is not... No, I do feel attacked. I want you do to know you? that. Okay. Yeah, this, like, so this entire episode, I've Scratch like this. mainly been waiting for Anton to jump Scratch in this. and protect me. But yeah, I feel attacked. But it's like, how? I mean, if yeah. you want to think of it personally, for me too, my father is a white guy. Right. They, I, lo I love him. We love yeah. him. I've dated some white men. You know, we, we've had a <laughs> Could have gone better. That yeah, part yeah, didn't yeah. go great. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, I mean, one of my favorite parts when Sally Krawcheck spoke at my event in April, one of my favorite, I like kind of stole that joke a little bit from her because she was like, <laughs> I've dated white she was, yeah, no, no, she was like, she was like, look, I love men. I've been married to a couple of them. Oh my God. But, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd. There's something about Sally Krawcheck saying a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. No, no, the crowd went wild. Like it was just like roaring, laughing because it's true. Yeah. Like there's there's no world where I think get the men out of here. Right. It's just us. Like yeah. that is not ever what I'm trying to do. Yeah. It is only this only works with all of us together. Does it se ever seem to you like certain men are trying to be theatrically feminist? Like, does that, like, do you have a filter for that, I guess? I think, 
Maybe. I mean, there, I think there, yes, 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 yes. There are, there are, there can be. We went from maybe to four yeses very (laughs) quickly. There's probably people out there that are theatrically uh, feminist. You know, it's. Or theatrically inclusive, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's someone thinking like, oh, well, but I have like, you know, a female co founder. It's all good. (laughs) <laughs> they check the box. In yeah, their head, yeah, it's right. all yeah. good. Or yeah. you know, oh, but our team is so diverse. We have like all women in our. But I all, have a female EA. What, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. understand. Yeah, but we have all women on our leadership team, and I'm like, dope. And then I go look, and they're all like white blonde women. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm blinking. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> slow yeah. blink. I'm yeah. just like, oh no, like that's that's not what it is either. Yeah. I don't think the, what I mean, the opposite of a boys club is just like the all girls club. Like that's not what is going to help us. It's not what's going to get the world to the place that we want. No, yeah. no. That's, and it's yeah. not going to take our industry to the next level. Yeah. So that's really where I have to, the balance. Right. And it's, and I like that it's happening more and more. I think people are understanding it more, mm-hmm. uh, what I'm doing here and what I'm doing here, yeah, this, this thing I'm doing, <laughs> you know, but it's been it's been a challenge. It's it's I've had I've faced I've faced some things on the Twitter on X. Is it Twitter now or is it X? It's X. I opened the Twitter app. We're this zeding. Morning and We're it was zeding still, these. It was still Twitter. <laughs> okay, I want to ask. Okay. I want to ask one last question. Okay. okay. Um, well, I want to ask a lot more than that, but I, I have one. I have one thing in my head that I really want to ask you before we break. And I, of course, I have one thing in my head that I really want to ask you, and it's me. So yet again, I really don't know how to phrase the question. <laughs> But you mentioned your three-piece purple suit earlier, and one of my favorite things about you and about Anton um, <laughs> is getting to sit with you guys and talk about fashion. Yeah. And like you're one of the. <laughs> and I, again, I don't really know what the question is, but I, I think it's this is going already. I just think it's one of those things that, like, as an industry, we could lean into more. And mm-hmm. I think that it is also one of those things that really does create some subtextual sexism even amongst Mm -hmm. women to other like the amount of women judging other women's outfits outpaces men judging women's outfits in my opinion by like a order of magnitude at least Mm. um so i guess partially the question is like how do you think about fashion because you do put thought into it you do show up a very specific way and then two like kind of what do you wish more of the industry was taking away from that oh god this is the best question anyone's ever asked me go baby okay anyway no one asked me about this i'm very intentional back to the experience when you enter the fintech is to barbie door you know, you, you know how she just started. T- I just look over at Anton occasionally to check in with him. You know yeah. how she just started talking like three times as fast as she was before. <laughs> She's so hyped. I'm so excited. <laughs> so you know, I um I believe in old school showmanship. Yeah, I believe that people that and I believe the women in our industry deserve to have that. You know, the irony of, of this is so fucking funny to me yeah. because of, like how new school I think both of us are in a lot of yeah. ways, but how old much school. we agree on this piece. Yes. 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 You know, it's like when you go and see your favorite artist, yeah. I'm seeing Beyonce on Sunday. Ah! Anyway, Here? When you go and see it, it, the, um, some football stadium nearby in Jersey. Anyway, whatever. So we're going to Damn. see Beyonce. I would not normally just fly by that, but, um, <laughs> and you know, something that's so incredible about her is that is, is just that you enter her arena, yeah. the arena she's about to perform in and you are transported into right. another place. Yeah. And that, and then when you leave that place, you're then inspired to do something greater than probably you ever thought yeah. you would ever achieve. Fuck yeah. And that's exactly what entering the FinTech is Femme universe is. So you come to one of my events. I create a mood board, by the way. Every one of my events has a very specific mood. Yeah. When I hosted the event in the East Village, we went with like the blondie rocker vibe. Everyone wore black. We wore leather. It was Put fun. thought into mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. And then I send that mood board to everyone with a ticket and to my speakers. It's also very important. I know. Okay, so, this has bachelorette party vibes. Yeah. You send the you send the mood board to every that's yes, that's yes. and on Tuesday we're doing pastels. Yeah, no, it's no, like, no. It is, actually, that's amazing. I, host, I hosted my event. In, in at the Nasdaq Entrepreneurial Center with Nasdaq in, in San Francisco last year, we did pastels. We Fucking went with the pastel vibe. It. And so the point is, um, women cool. deserve to. The amount of times I, I get people that come up to me, and even at like Money Twenty Twenty, because I wear I wear the the three piece suit as a juxtaposition between my femininity and my masculinity, yeah. because I do feel very in between the two as well as a human. And so, um, I. If if I can do that, then more women like the the fact that I posted like 
you know, this a Barbie uh, photo of me. And that spurred another, you know, a bunch of other women in fintech to like post something about Barbie, like them as like the this Barbie's a fintech CEO yeah. and this Barbie. It, it creates this like movement. It brings that cultural relevancy. Right. And it and it makes it feel like something greater yeah. than themselves. And it makes it builds a community. So like the the way that I present myself is actually a signal that says I'm so confident in who I am authentically and yeah. you should be too. So when I show up to Money 2020 and I show up to my own event or I show up to whatever other fintech events that will not be named. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, only really. Money 2020 and fintech is femme here. Um, <laughs> I, I, am, I am representing the universe that I have created. Yeah. From the minute you engage with me to the minute that you decide to sign up for my newsletter, to the minute you listen to the podcast, to the minute you show up, you pay a ticket to show up to the event, to the minute you decide to pay to join my community. Mm -hmm. um, and it should feel like this ride you're going on and you get it right away when you meet me. And so, and, and you see the outer appearance. For me, it's armor. Yeah. It is the armor. Oh, that's interesting. Fashion is armor. It's, it's seen as vain. Yeah. It's seen as vain, like, oh my God, I have to do that. No, it's, it is my armor. It is my, it is my visual representation of what I want the world to see me as and how I see myself. So, Nicole, you're giving me goosebumps. That's yeah. really fucking interesting. <laughs> and when women come up to me at Money 2020 and tell me that the way I'm dressing and my personal style makes yeah. them feel like they could expand their own versions of, you know, personal style. That's incredible. You know, I've had, and I've even had like the CEOs of, you know, Keynote, whatever, like with me backstage before, be like, you know, I've had like Shivani Sorora be like, I just love your personal style. Like, where do you get your suits? How do you do this? Like, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And I'll yeah. tell her, I'll tell you right away. Yeah. I get it because of Alice. I get it. And, and guess yeah. what? I'm always getting it from female owned local brand. Like I'm, and it, it represents right. something. When you come to my event, I'm wearing head to toe female owned brands. Yeah. The wine you're drinking at my event is created by, is a women owned business. Everything you're touching, it's so intentional. Yeah. And, and you can feel it. When, when something isn't intentional, God, like people are so, people, we're smart now, right? We're like super smart. We got yeah. like iPhones and shit. Yeah. You can like whiff when something is like. If it's inauthentic. Inauthentic. You know, yes. Yeah. Yes. But because I, everything is like touched by me and then also Anton who like knows me probably better than I know myself. Yeah. It's once again, creates that universe and it, and it creates, uh, you know, the mega fan, the mega fan who's always going to be with me no matter what. It's. It's an inspiring thing. The idea of it as armor is really interesting to me. To be honest, I generally just put together like outfits that make me feel like I'm hopefully not embarrassing myself. <laughs> but like the idea... Dressing for men is hard, by the way. Dress you me, please. Yeah, no, um, men have it difficult, <laughs> you know? Why do you say that? Uh, because <laughs> this is like so Anton's opinions, but um, <laughs> because the, you guys are more limited in some of the things that, you know, the yeah. the options, basically. Yeah. And, you know, even to the point where it, we could do more um, looking at each other's wardrobes, right? Like whether it's the men's section looking at the women's or the women's and the men's, right? There, there should be a yeah. little bit more yeah. like crossover there. I feel like I need a kilt this year. Yeah. You know? I mean, I like, like that a kilt is coming could, in. That could really get I don't know if the world's don't. ready for my knees, but, you know. <laughs> Has anyone, have you ever worn, you've, I mean, no, I guess no shorts. I don't wear a lot of. I don't think shorts is the vibe, like, no, you know. I don't think it's the vibe at yeah. I mean, it's Vegas. It's money 2020. You know, it's like, I don't even know what I'm going to wear this year, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm actually like, this <laughs> but, is, I asked you because I genuinely am curious, but also now that we're talking about it, I'm like, fuck, what am I going to wear the, this year? But the amount of people, even like, I even was getting stopped by men just telling me like, yo, this is a vibe. Like, this is cool. Putting it, thought into it yeah. is important. Hold on. <laughs> come here. Come here, my mans. Uh, dressing well is the practice of loving the person that you're looking at in the mirror. 100%. Apparently, I hate myself. And that was a great <laughs> fucking quote, Anton. But, I mean, well, that goes back to the armor. So, yeah. and, no, that's, that hits home. And if I can get more people in the fintech space to start loving themselves, you know, I'm on my Lizzo shit now. Yeah. It's like, if you start loving yourself, you're going to start like, being more kind to others. And then you're going to start maybe building things that actually help people. And then you're going to bring more women and people of color into the fold. It creates a cycle. And that can happen just from the fact that that can happen just from looking at me. Yeah. Incredible. 
you have my brain and we're going to, we'll stop after this so you yeah. guys can go to lunch, but you have my brain in a really interesting spot where like, so, you know, like the, like a pre NBA or a pre NFL game, like you'll see like on Instagram, mm -hmm. right? You will see all the players like with, you know, that one outfit that they're never going to wear again, but literally they put it on to get out of their car and walk to the locker room. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like we should this year, and maybe this is a partnership that we need to strike up, mm -hmm. is do an outfit rating of some sort or like a fashion teardown of money 2020 and have you pick like your top like five to 10 outfits or like who did it best mm. or like something along those lines. like I feel mm. like we need yeah there's like a critique here that's yeah. necessary well, and like, I think you know. it's really more around authenticity right so like yeah yeah, I mean, oh gosh, one of my favorite moments from the Fintech is Fem event in April. Um, so Sarah, Sally was there, of course, and then Sarah Levy also was one of my speakers, uh, you know, mentioning her again, but she, she was like wearing her, she was wearing a white denim jacket. Okay. And she came up to me and she's like, I saw the mood board. And I, <laughs> yes. and she's, like, she's like, I pulled out my white denim jacket. I've never worn this to an industry event before. And so, like, for, awesome. but for her, that was like her. She was stepping out. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, and so she was like, and I am me. And this is the first, for her, she admitted, you know, at my show that this is the first time in her life she's felt uh, safe to be her authentic self. That's awesome. Yeah. And That's from made, a woman that could have been slimed at any minute in her previous any, life. I, I know. Who created the slime. <laughs> created the slime. Nickelodeon that we know and love today. Right. Like, yeah, love I know. The slime. And, but, you know, but she's still in like that corporate space and yeah. she didn't feel safe to pull out the white denim jacket. Right. I want everyone... That's sad. Yeah. I want everyone to feel safe to pull out whatever the, white the version... white denim jacket. Yes. Pull out the white, the white denim, denim jacket, yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Of the white denim jacket. Like, whatever that is for you, yeah. I hope you pull it out and I hope that you show up and then I hope, like, oh, just like the shoulder, the shoulders that come up yeah. more, right? The, like... I am, I am dope. Yeah. Like, I am cool. Yeah. I, I deserve to be here, you know? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, like, go ahead and take a picture of me because I also right. look amazing. Yeah. It's, it You ever watch something. Marvelous Miss Maisel? No. <sighs> I think Have I've you, been... Anton? Okay, you two must watch this show. I think I've been we told can, to watch this show before. We can end there because everyone that is listening to this should listen to that yeah. or should watch that show. But it's like old school showmanship. Like it's a female stand-up comedian in an age when female stand-up comedians were not mm -hmm. accepted. Like stand-up comedy wasn't even accepted. Mm -hmm. Like Lenny Bruce was still going to jail every time he made an inappropriate joke. Mm -hmm. Like he would say fuck on stage and then literally the police would show up and take him to jail. He was like the first guy and then she i mean she's a not a real person but like the idea of it is like the most nicole casperson stand-up oriented story ever okay. and this is going to come out very interesting out of my <laughs> out of my mouth but the outfits are to die for oh. <laughs> to oh die for zach you'll love you should read the i can send it to you but my the latest story i wrote i actually wrote about i kind of like painted the picture and like profiled my interview with tracy and scarlet okay. in 2020 yeah uh, in europe and june and i had mentioned i like decided to say like in case you don't know you know, Money 2020 is kind of like the Met Gala of of fintech, right? You know, the best and brightest show up. We, you know, we, instead of stellar outfits, we have stellar content and ideas. Yeah, yeah. And then I like put in parentheses, I was like, for the record, I'd like the, for the outfits to match. So it's funny <laughs> that you're asking me about this because I literally wrote this in my newsletter last night. And, um, but agreed, agreed entirely. If we could like, Oh, let's combine fintech and fashion. Fashion challenge. I, well, yeah. okay. So for the record, fintech and fashion are already correlated. They are. I've like, written about it before. I get invited to like New York Fashion Week event things. Okay, so you are no longer the plus one, Anton. <laughs> and I will be taking this plus one from now on. Yeah, I just got, I, I just accepted a, I'm a doing, I'm a, a part-time lecturer at Parsons School of Design. What the fuck? That's awesome. Thank Wait, you. you. Did you announce this publicly yet? No, no, no. I just accepted it yesterday. Dude, <laughs> that's so cool. Nicole. Thank that's you. That's awesome. I thank you. I'm nervous as hell because, well, one, I'm I'm fine. I'm teaching a course on finance and financial institutions, but I'm more nervous because uh, these fashion kids are going to eat me a fucking live. <laughs> that's great, though. You think I'm good at fashion. I These mean, kids are like, but it, oh, you know, it is what it is. Well, I mean, for an industry that like is so brand disconnected, fashion disconnected, yeah. like, I mean, we need, yeah. Okay. So this is a challenge for all listeners yes. to step up thine fashion game. Thy, thy fashion. Check if, out, check out my Instagram, check yep. out my LinkedIn. If you ever need actual help, just DM me. I, I mean, I, I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to throw, okay, we'll, we'll have that conversation offline, but I'm going to throw out like, if you 
want open outfit critiquing and we'll be nice, tweet a photo. Yeah. You know, toss it out there. Yeah. Tag both of us. Oh, that happens all the time. Let's that let's get to me weird. All the time I feel like the so people ask me like what they should pack before they go to an event. This is we gotta do a follow-up before money twenty twenty yeah. that gets into like money twenty twenty fashion prep. Money 2020 street it is, style. It is Vegas. Streetwear, baby. It this is Vegas. Is, yeah. Like, for the love of God, like, we could get a little bit more fun. Honestly, I have, like, an all-floral cat suit. Me too. Yeah? No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Uh, but, okay. I could think about busting it out. But anyways. All Challenge right. to listeners. Be more fashionable. I'll work on it. Nicole will let us know how we're doing <laughs> with it. And we'll do a check-in down the line before Money 2020. Yes. Thank you, Nicole. This Thank was you so much, Zach, for having me. All right. You guys Woo! go eat. Thanks for listening. If you're still listening, you're probably reaching for your phone to pick your next podcast or switch to music or just call it a day because you can't believe how much valuable information you just took in. But before you pick that next thing, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, and all that jazz. Generally scream from the rafters about how much you love FinTech Family Hour. Thank you again to our sponsor, FS Vector. And until next time, stay healthy, keep your head high, your costs low, and I love you all. Bye.